Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message is called A Tale of Two Cities, and I'm reading from Psalm, the 147th chapter, the 12th through 20th verses. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He grants peace within your borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His words run swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statues and ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. You know, we really want to invite you to worship with us at Roxbury Presbyterian Church because it's always a joyous affair. Our church has stood on the corner of Warren Street, in Roxbury, kind of in the heart of that community, for more than 130 years, serving the needs of a constantly changing neighborhood. Our membership is relatively small, but it is strong, mainly because of our evangelism and our outreach. While our neighborhood is full of wonderful people, it's also a challenging place. There is joblessness, homelessness, and all the other challenges facing poor urban communities. Too often we hear sirens on our streets, too often our neighbors are the victims of crime. I am always struck by the powerful dichotomy of life on Warren Street. I know, as I said, that the majority of people in this community and on this street are decent, hardworking people. But we have to face the facts that a few bad people can challenge us. And we end up with light confronting darkness, good rubbing shoulders with evil, Decent folks running to keep out of harm's way. And the church's role? Well, I think the church can be found in this psalm that is our focus today. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates. These passages exalt not only God, but the city of Jerusalem, the glory of Israel. The psalmist sees Jerusalem as the light in the darkness and the nexus of God's presence. It is a theme that is woven throughout the Psalms, acknowledging the special place that this city holds in God's heart. Psalm 87. Glorious things of thee are spoken, O city of God. It is a noble description of how a majestic and sovereign God protects the city he loves. Much has been said about Jerusalem, God's home away from home. It is as though the city, like the Psalms, have been formed by God's own words, words that can never be broken. So many of the praises and prayers at the center of the Bible honor Jerusalem as a center of Israel's national and spiritual identity. If you have an opportunity to travel there, you should, because this city's power endures. 
For us, Jerusalem represents the climax of Jesus' earthly work, where his eternal destiny would begin. It is at this point, according to Jewish theologian Abraham Heschel, where waiting for God was born, where the anticipation of everlasting peace came into being. In this text, the psalmist describes in very concrete terms the blessings of life within the precincts of the city, manifestations of God's care for God's people. Jerusalem's well-being is marked by security and safety. The gates are watched and strong. Everyone's well-being is measured by the well-being of the children. It's a place of prosperity that is symbolized in the phrase, the finest wheat. Jerusalem symbolizes many things for many people. It is more than a location. All of God's promises are wrapped up in this city. But I'm going to suggest a symbol even closer to home for us this morning. I'm going to suggest that the life we are creating right now in any community of faith as believers is a Jerusalem of sorts. We are residents who should be blessed. We get confused about blessings. I have people come to me and say, I don't feel blessed for 20 years. I've come to church and I'm trying to help my family and I'm trying to help my brother who's a junkie. Well, you know what? The blessing is you're not a junkie. Other people say, I'm behind in my house note and I believe in God, but I don't have any money. And I tell them, you've got a house to live in. You're blessed. Like Israel, we are chosen people. That means God has a plan for us, you see. Our Reformed theology is based on the term of election, but what that means is God's grace got you here. God draws you to himself. God blesses you even when you don't deserve it. That is some kind of blessing. And of course, there are struggles and there are setbacks in the Christian life. Sometimes that means God is disciplining and correcting us. But we are blessed. Now, we're challenged. We all struggle. We must remember our strength is not in ourselves. It's in God. And that is how we can take on our challenges and trials. That is how you get through the physical and emotional pain. When you depend entirely on God for your strength, your your pain can become a learning experience and a blessing for others. Psalm 84, blessed are those whose strength is in you, God, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. So even in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our challenges, we can go from strength to strength. Blessings are evidence of God's grace. Jerusalem is blessed. That doesn't mean that every day is a perfect day, but it means that Jerusalem is connected so closely with God. We are blessed when we are connected so closely with God. Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities begins with the famous lines, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Sometimes as believers, we think that we have to cut ourselves off from the world. That's a human inclination. But I think we have to realize we live in the best of times and the worst of times. It would be easy to just hunker down and bar the doors and pretend that that world out there that confronts us with the worst of times does not exist. Maybe we should just focus on who comes in the doors. But the message in this psalm gives us another alternative. In verse 15, which I suggest you read again, he, God, sends out his command to the earth. 
His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. The psalm identifies God's blessing for Jerusalem with the same sovereign power that orders the natural world. Just as God's grace operates within the church, it operates out in the world. God sends out his command. He sends out his word. There is a divine affirmation here that goes beyond the cycle of nature and time. This is God in charge of the world outside of Jerusalem. This is God who works within and outside church walls. You see, God is sovereign. That means that nobody is outside the reach of God's mercy and the reach of God's grace. And if you look closely at this psalm, you will see how this grace is to work. Verse 19, in Jerusalem, God declares his word. For the natural world, God, verse 15, sends out his command, and verse 18 sends out his word. You see, the statutes and ordinances, the word of God, are what life is supposed to be like inside Jerusalem. And Jerusalem's work, then, is to express in and to the world these ordinances. These ordinances are not legalisms. They are words and actions of grace. That is how Jerusalem is to bring security and peace to the world. There is a responsibility that comes with God's blessings. God sends out his word. We are Jerusalem. The church is Jerusalem. Your church, my church. We have the word. We know it. God has given it to us, and our job is to take it out into the world. We are called by God to be his hands, his feet, his word, and his grace. We're not just talking about our own safety and security. We are talking about the world. I like to think of it as expanding the grace zone. Everything in the orbit of the church is a zone of God's mercy. What we have to do is to continue to expand that through our work, our mission, through our witness. God wants his church to be the head, not the tail. We are conquerors, not exiles. We are winners, not losers. We are rulers, not slaves. We have been given the authority to help God build God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. We have been given the authority to take back what the devil stole from us. We are blessed because we are Jerusalem. We need to work on expanding the grace, the tale of two cities. We have to take on both. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let